0: Good morning, and welcome to Overeaters Anonymous, a vision for you big book study. My name is Larry Kay, and I'm a recovered and compulsive overreader from Chicago. Today is June 8, 2017, and today we are reading from the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous, and we're currently on page 52, the third paragraph, which starts when we solve their, solve their problems. We're going to read through two paragraphs today ah let's see today's readers we got some readers for you today we have carmela g on the 12 steps we got esther on the 12 traditions and the readers of the text okay wait for it readers of the text janice m katie g and leslie m all right let me give you the share id for yesterday and just to be clear because it's usually four numbers but it's five numbers the share id for wednesday june 17th for the 7 a.m is one zero zero one seven that's one zero zero one seven and for the 10 a.m meeting it's one zero zero one nine that's one zero zero one nine the oa preamble overeaters anonymous is a fellowship of individuals who through shared experience strength and hope are recovering from compulsive overeating we welcome everyone who wants to stop eating compulsively Our sole purpose, OA's fifth tradition states, each group has but one primary purpose, and that is to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. And at a Vision for You Big Book study, our message is that the people who suffer from compulsive overeating can recover through abstinence and the practice of the 12 Steps and 12 Traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. So I will now ask Carmela G. to get us started with the 12 Steps. Carmela, good morning. And Carmela, press uh, press star one. We muted you out.
1: Good morning. This is Carmela G. from New York. Can you hear me now, Larry?
0: I gotcha. You bet.
1: Good. Thank you. We admitted we were powerless over food, that our lives had become unmanageable. Two, came to believe that a power greater than ourselves could restore us to sanity. Three, made a decision to turn our will and our lives made a list of all persons we had harmed and became willing to make amends to them all. Nine, made direct amends to such people wherever possible, except when to do so would injure them or others. Ten, continued to make personal inventory when we were wrong and promptly admitted it. Eleven, sought through prayer and meditation. To improve our conscious contact with God as we understood Him, praying only for knowledge of His will for us and the power to carry that out. And 12, having had a spiritual awakening as a re- the result of these steps, we try to carry this message to compulsors, overeaters, and to practice these principles in all our affairs. I pass.
0: Thank you, Carmela. Okay, Esther, your turn to read the 12 traditions. Good morning.
2: Good morning. Good morning, everyone. This is Esther F., a recovered compulsive overeater from Cleveland, Ohio. The 12 traditions. One, our common welfare should come first. Personal recovery depends upon OE unity. 5. Each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. 6. An OA group ought never endorse, finance, or lend the OA name to any related facility or outside enterprise, lest problems of money, property, and prestige divert us from our primary purpose. 7. Every OA group ought to be fully self-supporting, declining outside contributions. 8. 11, our public relations policy is based on attraction rather than promotion. We need always maintain personal anonymity at the level of press, radio, and film. And 12, anonymity is a spiritual foundation of all our traditions ever reminding us to to place principles before personalities. Thank you for letting me do service, and I pass.
0: Thanks so much, Esther. Okay, let me tell you how this meeting uh, generally works. Okay, what we do is our meeting focuses on the directions for recovery described in the Big Book of Alcoholics Anonymous. We read a paragraph or two from the literature, then stop and share on what was read. Anyone can share, but we ask you to keep your sharing to the topic and literature that we are discussing and that you keep your share to approximately three minutes. Singleness of purpose reminds us to identify as cultural readers only. Our abstinence requirement for moderators is one year and for our readers it's six months. There is no abstinence requirement for sharing on topic. This meeting does request that your sharing be directly linked to what was read. And we are sharing uh, what the directions of the big book mean to us. So if you want to share, just press star one to unmute your phone. And once you're done uh, sharing, uh, press star one again. Let us know you're, you're done by saying pass. And in order to have a quiet meeting, uh, everyone's phone except the speaker should be And today we're going to resume our study of the big book, and we're currently, Janice is going to read from page 52. We're on the third paragraph, which starts when we saw others solve their problems. Um, Janice is going to read through two paragraphs, and we're going to comment on both. Good morning, Janice.
3: And good morning to you, Larry Kay. This is Janice M. and I'm, uh, and everyone else, I'm Janice M., grateful we covered compulsive overeater when we saw others solve their problems by a simple reliance upon the spirit of the universe we had to stop doubting the power of God our ideas did not work but the God idea did the Wright brothers almost childish faith that they could build a machine which would fly was the mainspring of their accomplishment Without that, nothing could have happened. We agnostics and atheists were sticking to the idea that self-sufficiency would solve our problems. When others showed us that the God-sufficiency worked with them, we began to feel like those who had insisted the Wright brothers would never fly. Well, what's this teaching me um, is the fact that when I had when I lost all methods of trying to fix my problems, not just the problem of food, of course I came to OA to fix the problem supposedly of food, but I found otherwise I had real problems. So when I saw others I came to OA because that was my first my first encounter. So I saw the recovered people in this program Solve not just the food problem, but it mentions it twice, problems, which is, of course, that's not what I came for. But anyway, and they simply relied on the spirit of the universe, you know, some, something, someone, some uh, other than who, Their selves. And that was my life. I, I always relied on me, myself and I. And uh, so they told me I had to which is a must here, doubt the power of God, because this is what they used. You know, this is what opened my mind somewhat to a new idea, because my ideas didn't work. If they worked, I would not be here every day, believe you me. So, but the God idea did. Now, they didn't tell me who to believe or, how. you know, define God. They just said, you know, this is what we did. You know, we embarked, we started to be willing, and we, then we started to believe in a power. See, that's how it started. And uh, so what it says here, and it gives us a great example of the Wright brothers. The Wright brothers, well, we know who they were, you know, and Kitty Hawk. And the, the first, uh, they had a lot of challenges, a lot of challenges. But they, they insisted, they, they had a willingness, and they, and they didn't, they were like a child, you know, no doubt see, children don't doubt when a father is at the in the pool and they want to jump in. they don't doubt that the father's not going to catch them they it's, they don't question it, so the child i love that childish faith, you know a willingness starts to believe you know like our parents they were our first god, so the chief motive was to fly the plane so um what they did is they uh, you know if they stuck to the self sufficiency you know, it wouldn't work. That's where the God idea comes in. Because if it worked, <laughs> then, you know, what what their ideas was that it didn't work. So the God sufficiency did work. So we don't want to be like those people that doubted, doubted the Wright brothers. We're going to open our mind for the solution. Okay. And it says here doubting twice. And, uh, you know when we see others solve their problems, that's confirmation. I mean, that's validation and testimony. And with that, I am going to pass. Thanks.
0: Thanks, Janice. I uh, Appreciate that. Anya Marks, get set, go. Who wants to share? Tina S. Nancy. Dorita.
4: Kathy. On. Nancy, Nancy. Nancy. Melissa. Tina S. M- M- B.
5: Dorita
0: <laughs> P. All right, let me tell you who I've heard so far, because I know I didn't hear everybody. So all I got so far was Tina, Matt, I presume you were in there somewhere. Harlan, I heard Nancy, Dorita, who else? Kathy
6: from Boston, Katie G Katie, from Boston, Nessa
0: yes, R, Nessa R, Nessa, let, let's stop there, okay? Here's who I had, and I do apologize to those that I missed. Uh, as I get older, man, this hearing is going, I tell you. Okay, I heard Tina, Matt, Harlan, Nancy, Dorita, Katie, Kathy, Melissa, and Nessa. And we'll pick up another group after that. So let's start with Tina, followed by Matt. Tina from Florida, good morning.
7: Thanks, Larry, for your service. Tina has uh, recovered compulsive eater
5: anorexic in Florida. <laughs> Love that. <laughs> You're ready, to get set, go.
8: I think we lost you there tina i think we muted out the line so if you if you press star
0: one again appreciate it can you hear me now i got you tina thanks okay. so much
7: thanks larry sure uh great read you know and uh and i love that the childish faith thing you know it takes me back and and i love the analogy i just was so on board with that when i was a kid my dad was god And I would do whatever, and I knew that he was going to be my protector. And, you know, one of the things that happened over the years of um, self-sufficiency is that uh, I had to do this thing on my own, and I couldn't find a way out. You know, I I was stuck and could not find a way out. Over and over again, I I tried many, many different things, and and everything failed. You know, and so self-sufficiency certainly failed me. But, you know, thinking that, you know, I could maybe do this somehow, some way, someday, this different way. And it was all futile. You know, and and then I got to that place of I was just powerless. And my life was unmanageable. And on my own, I couldn't do anything. On my own, I could not do anything. And when I came here and I saw the people that were doing the deal. You know, I came here in 1987. My abstinence and recovered date is in 1999. So there's a little difference there. And, and, And I only came... You know, through the 12 years that I was out, I only came back like one or two times, but I saw certain people that were still there. So there was something that they were doing. And that was the attraction. And when I came back in, you know, I heard them talk about this God sufficiency thing. And and you know I, I didn't have anything to lose and I heard that yesterday. I had nothing to lose, so why not try it? You know, and so I did. And so one day at a time I continue to try this thing. And now I have built up the faith and the trust that, you know, if if God did for me what I couldn't do for me yesterday, I'm certain he will do for me what I cannot do for myself today. And but I will do what I can do for myself. And with that I'll pass.
0: Thanks. I used to hear the name Matt and I think of Matt's cookies, not anymore. Good morning, Matt.
9: Yeah, not me. Definitely not for me. Hey, good morning, Larry. Good night here for your service. Good morning, everyone. This is Matt M. from Pulse Over Eater from New Jersey. When we saw others solve their problems by a simple reliance upon the spirit of the universe, we had to stop doubting the power of God. Our ideas did not work. The God idea did. I, I used to bristle, and sometimes it still happens because the way I was raised, um, bristle when I hear all this God talk. Or, and I'm also part of a texting group, and sometimes some of them people get really religious with some of the things they say, and they you know, say Jesus and also and it sometimes gets to me, but I realized, you know, that's just the disease wanting me to go back to what it was doing before and my brains out on sugar and everything else under the sun I can get my hands on. And today I don't just say I don't have to do that. I just have to really take some things on faith that I should be taking on faith every day and just follow the program and the two simple rules which are the steps and do to, to this process one day at a time. completely, completely immerse myself in the process. And um yeah, I, I have to have I have to have that childlike faith because for me, faith without works is dead. And if I don't completely do the work every day, I will, I will be back in the food and fall backwards. Either you move forward or you fall back. And just today, I'm willing. I'm not willing to go back to where I was before, 670 pounds. I'm grateful I'm here today. and The meeting is here without a no pass. Thank you.
8: Thanks, Matt. Okay, next we have Harlan followed by Nancy. Harlan, good morning.
0: Harlan Press Star One. All right. That yeah, that's better.
5: Good you morning, Larry. Thanks for your service and thanks to Team Thursday. Um, I'm Harlan G. I'm a recovered compulsive overeater in Scottsdale, Arizona. I came into the rooms at about five hundred pounds in nineteen seventy nine in Skokie, Illinois, long, long time ago in a galaxy far, far away. I did not become sprinkled with some of Larry's pixie dust that all of a sudden catapulted me into this God-conscious person. That did not happen. What happened eventually was I saw people taking action after action after action and they were not compulsively overeating and they seemed to be doing so happily. They were not fighting food. They were not miserable in their separation from their drug of no choice. And so after a while, I became sick and tired of trying to do this on my own. And eventually, I started to take action, which I did not yet believe in. I doubted the action. I didn't believe that it would help me because I knew in my mind, my ego had sold me on the idea that somehow I was different. That's what egos do. They make us different, make us feel good right now, and make us right. And eventually, years later, what started happening is, once again, I hit a bottom. And 18 and a half years ago, I started taking action after action after action after action, and I threw willingness aside. Willingness in this program for me is highly overrated. And when I started taking action, faith came. I waited for faith and said, I will take action when I get faith, and ate myself into oblivion. When I started taking actions, that I did not yet believe in, the faith came. The abstinence came. Everything fell into place. And I I am a recovered person today. Gandhi said that there are two types of people, those who believe they can, those who believe they cannot, both are correct. The Wright brothers had that faith that they could, the key word could, build a machine which would fly. I can work a program which will emancipate me from the desire to eat food compulsively against my will. I believe that now because I've done it and I've lived it. And with that, I'll pass. Thanks. Thanks,
0: Harlan. Boy, this it's a small world. I was born in Skokie, Illinois, at the same hospital that Harlan spent some time at. Um, given the fact that he's a much older man than me. But but anyway, next we have Nancy, followed by Dorita. Nancy, good morning. Hey, good morning, Larry.
4: Can you hear me? I can. Well, good. Ah, thank you for your service. Yes, my name is Nancy R. I'm a grateful, grateful, uh, recovered, compulsive overeater. You know, I spent uh, most, uh, most of my uh, life... In classrooms, um uh, my adult professional life in classrooms, and I must say that getting up every morning coming to this class has been one of the greatest gifts that God has given me, and uh like a good student, I must participate uh, I want to share on uh the, the the statement um we agnostics and atheists were sticking to the idea that self-sufficiency would solve our problems. Well, uh, I was neither agnostic nor atheist. I was raised in a very uh, religious home, and I I truly believed in God, but it never never occurred to me uh, to apply that God principle to my disease. I was also taught by my parents to be very self-sufficient, that I and I alone was responsible for taking care of myself, And I uh, really thought that uh, even in OA, uh, I heard it, but I didn't internalize it. I heard people talk about turning their will and their lives over to the care of God, but I never internalized it. And I thought I really was doing it, but I prayed a lot. Every morning I would pray and ask God to uh, save me from the food and before the day was over, even in the rooms of OA. I spent years and years of slipping and sliding, and praying in this uh, fellowship, I left, came back 100 pounds later. The gift of desperation brought me back, and I tried even harder, but I still continued to slip and slide. And I can honestly say uh, uh, not until four years ago, four years ago after years and years of being an OA, I got a sponsor who led me to this uh, wonderful, wonderful meeting, Visions for You. And the things that I had heard and the things that I had been trying to do became a reality in, in my life. And I can't, I'm not going to blame it on any sponsor or on any fellowship or any meetings I went to. It just took me, it took what it took of just being totally um, defeated, totally beat down to really just totally surrender to the 12 steps. They had been there all the time. It was like I had this beautiful gift that I refused to pick up. And when I picked up the tools, the twelve steps, and began to work them in my life, the problem was solved. I don't regret a day in the fellowship. I lost a hundred pounds in the rooms, kept have kept it off. But I didn't receive the promises of the program. And like it says in uh uh one of the uh forwards forward to the third edition it says those that come, uh, 50% get recovered at one time, 25% after some period of relapses, and those that remain get better. So I'm happy I stayed. I know I could not have kept that weight off all these years if I had left the rooms. So this is a wonderful program. I'm so happy that I've uh, received the gift of recovery. And I'm really the, And another thing I'm really grateful for is that I can be – uh, people can see, people can see in me that the program works. Thank you for letting me share.
0: Thank you, my friend from Chicago. All right, we have uh, Dorita followed by Katie. Hey, Dorita, good morning.
10: Good morning, Larry. Can you hear me?
0: I, yeah, I can. Okay.
10: Okay, I just had to take myself off speaker. Uh, thank you so much, Larry, and I always say just thank you so much for your spirit i really needed it this morning um i was gonna break up with my boyfriend between last night and this morning but that we'll, we'll stay together that won't happen and then i got bad news from my doctor that i'll be on crutches for another six weeks so anyway i'm just so grateful to be here and so grateful to hear your you know your very light spirit so i appreciate you and so today um, I want to comment on this part about, um, uh, uh, say, they they could build the machine, which would fly, was the mainspring of their accomplishment. For me, the mainspring of my accomplishment of losing 100 pounds and keeping it off was um you know i I really agree with Harlan about you know action, and this this is a program of action, and I'm really grateful that this is a program of action because um because there's a formula you know I heard somebody else say, and it's so true there's a formula if I do a, b, and c, I'll get x y, and z it is' it, really that simple for me, um, and their their uh, childish faith. You know, I came to meetings and I saw uh, the program working for other people. Even though I at first I still didn't believe it for me, and you know, thought it was more more to it than what they were saying. Uh, but I'm grateful that there was not more to it. You know, if if I if I do A B and C, I will get. X, Y, and Z, and I'm grateful that this is a simple program. It's not an easy program. It wasn't easy to put the food down, um, but it was simple, you know, and about putting the food down, um, you know, my sponsor told me, you know, that once I put, you know, the food down, I won't have those cravings, and those cravings, the big book says, will make the man make the supreme sacrifice, and for new people that don't know the supreme sacrifice is killing yourself. And I've seen so many people die, you know, die trying to trying to get this thing. Um but I'm just grateful it was simp- it's simple. It's not easy, but it's simple. And with that I'll pass. Thank you, Larry.
0: Oh, thanks, Dorita. Okay. Well, it's like Murder's row next to uh, Katie, Kathy, Melissa, Nessa. Can you up to plate.
6: Larry, can I be heard? You were just breaking up. You I want can. to make sure I'm clear. Oh, uh, right. you can. <laughs> all right. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. Good morning, everyone. KDG recovered, grateful, compulsive overeater, anorexic and bulimic starting my timer. Holy smokes. So my ideas don't work. So to date, the big book, there's no chapter that says into thinking and into willingness, right? It's all into action. I've never woken up Willing what I've woken up is desperate and clear as the light of day that my ideas do not work, and when I was in that relapse and I called that sponsor, all I knew she's like, "This is what you need to do, okay, all I knew that what I was doing wasn't working, and that was the mainspring, the most important spring of a watch or clock that was. My fundamental sacrifice, excuse me, it started with a reliance on a power greater than me. You know, it wasn't a person. It was God working through my sponsor. It was this, you know what, I'm not going to fight you. My way is not working, right? And um, what what does reliance mean? Reliance is an anchor, excuse me, or a pillar. And what have my ideas gotten? What has my self-sufficiency gotten? Well, 110 pounds, 228 pounds, hostages, not going for education, not trying, failure. And, you know, today I can still think, okay, this big problem's in my life. Okay, so I'm going to go sit in the corner and have a really good think on it because, God, you've got this other stuff, but you know what, this exercise thing, God, me and and you, like, I just think I got to manage it, right? So what do I do? I show up. I try and manage it. I send an email that's inappropriate, and I get an email back saying, hey, you know what, like, that's not appropriate. But because of these 12 steps, right, I can call my doctor and say, hey, I was out of line. I was wrong. And the most important thing is I am not in the results business. I show up. I do A plus B. God might want C for me, but the greatest thing is I don't need to know what the results are today. What you all are teaching me is that showing up a day at a time, in entire abstinence, in the good times, in the painful times, in the snot-nose-messy-crying times, in the humbling times, in whatever it is, showing up, doing the work, saying I'm sorry, showing up again each and every day no matter what, in entire abstinence and the working of the steps, excitement passes, tragedy passes, and I work through and I have this relationship with God, this reliance, this pillar, and I don't need to know what the results are. I find, and I'll close with this, on page 100, the things I give to God are better than I can imagine. You know why? Just like God, my mind isn't creative enough to think of all the amazing things that come when I stop relying on self. So I'm going to keep showing up one more day, shoulder to shoulder with all of you, and with that, I do pass. Thank you.
0: Thanks, Katie. Okay, we have Kathy followed by Melissa. Kathy, good morning.
11: Good morning, Larry. Thank you so much for your great service. Um, This is Kathy Kaye from Boston. And as we read and study these paragraphs today, um, what came to my mind is how giving up self-reliance and self-sufficiency was more difficult for me then giving up the food. Um, and for many years, I had on and off abstinence, and I didn't realize that um, the reason I would have breaks periodically was because I was still relying on myself in terms of how I approach challenges in my life. Um, you know, I didn't really understand self-sufficiency. I knew I was taught to be so, that that was the primary value that my parents taught me growing up, and I was quite self-sufficient. What I didn't realize is that my self-sufficiency included everything that went on in my head, all my thinking, about everything. And uh, that's what got me into trouble, and that's what led me to confront the same problems over and over again. And I'll tell you today, I still cannot define my God, um, but I do know that when I pause and when I meditate and when I consider my higher power, I get um, new ideas that are different than my self-reliance, and those new ideas are what catapult me into the fourth dimension. Um, And as long as I keep pausing, praying, uh, and meditating on not what's in my head, but what comes to me, When I choose to work the steps as they're laid out in the big book, I have a much better chance of um, experiencing things that I really want or that I didn't even know were possible that come to me as a result of living in God-reliance. And with that,
0: I'll pass. Thanks so much, Kathy. Okay, we have Melissa followed by uh, Nessa. Melissa, how many days till school starts up again?
12: Hi, Larry, it's Melissa C., Recovered Compulsive Overeater. I, I was um, unmuting, so I missed something that you said.
0: Which uh, nothing important.
12: <laughs> oh, I don't believe that. Um, <laughs> everything you say is important. Um, and this is Melissa C., Recovered Compulsive Overeater in New York, and, um, you know, I, I think about this child, childish belief, and... Um, you know, I get the privilege. I work with young children. I work in a you know, I'm a second grade teacher, and um, and my God, I can learn so much from them. And um, the the absolute beliefs that they come to me having and knowing, and um, and these are God given. You know, these children come in um, with an in a desire to learn. You know, even the ones that are the most jaded that appear. To be the most closed off, and boy, can I relate to that? They're so hungry to learn. There's still a desire, um, and my charge is to tap into that. You know, everybody wants to sort of figure out the world, and um, and so you know, my childish beliefs um, are the very things that save my life. You know, I go to bed at night, and I have a complete faith um, that my heart is going to keep beating, <laughs> and that I'm going to keep. Um, breathing you know I am I am not in charge of that and um, and that's like you know that's the force of life within me and so here's you know here's the opposite right I'm going to use all my self-reliance um, to try to battle the things that I don't like you know the things that are in front of me on a daily basis that perhaps annoy me like a, a colleague you know, or or the um, some of the um, systems that are in place, and you know these systems are in place um, without me. They'll they'll continue if I don't show up to work tomorrow. They're still going to be in place, and so like all things, I have to align myself. You know, I have to recognize what's my part, and it does not mean. You know, I thought initially like. Self, if I give up self-reliance, you know, it, it seems like it doesn't make sense. If I admit I'm powerless, so then, holy crap, then the food's really going to take over. Then I'm never going to do anything about this. And that's not true. It's identifying what's my part. What can I do to live in agreement? So the first was like, you know, put the food down. Um, stop trying to battle this um, with more control. Like, like, you identify what your problem foods are put them down and you know the the crazy magical thinking that scared me um has actually turned to fruition when i put them down and i work the steps of the program i'm free and so the same thing can apply when i go to work today you know i can be free from all the the worries of the building if i do my part if i you know walk in with the spirit of love enthusiasm about learning um i can transmit that and um
0: Thank you. With that, I'll pass. Thanks, Melissa. Okay. Before we take more callers, let's travel up to Canada. Hey, Nessa. Good morning.
13: Hey. Good morning. Good morning, Vision for you. It's Nessa R. And I am a recovered compulsive overeater in Toronto, Canada. So, um, when I came in to the rooms um, a little bit over 14 years ago, I, I was willing to believe I had to be willing to believe because I was hopeless. I had nothing left. I had tried everything that I had courage enough to try, and nothing worked, um, at least not permanently. And I was hopeless. I was desperate. I was demoralized. And so I had no choice. I I just had to give this a shot. But what happened over the next nine years is that I, I, I got lost in the rooms, in muddled messages of um, the use of the tools go to meetings you know make phone calls uh, keep a journal um, you know relapse I- I- is okay uh, these, these model messages that really were not helpful to me and so of course for the next nine years I continue to struggle inside the rooms and then um, I finally came into contact with someone in whom the problem had been solved not just the weight and not just the food and of course that was a practice to me too I mean obviously that that was the first thing that attracted me the fact that she was in a normal body after having been even more obese than I was at the time but you know it was just that that all her problems had been solved um and even though um, she didn't have an easy lot in life um she was as bright and happy and cheerful as the beautiful yellow sweater she was wearing the day i met her and that was so attractive and you know it took me a while to get the courage to ask her to uh to be my sponsor um you know and so of course until i did i continued to struggle in the room but eventually i did And I realized that if I want what she has, I have to do what she does. And I guess the reason why I had to go through all the struggles outside of the rooms and then in the rooms was to get me to that point of understanding that, you know, if I want what you have, I have to do what you do because there is no magic, you know. There is no miracle, as was, as was uh, uh, said before. There's no miracle without my participation because God will do for me what I cannot do for myself, but he will not do for me what I can and must do for myself if I want to recover. And so what I had to do that she, that she was doing is adopt a clear-cut, black-and-white um, um, a food plan so that I could become entirely abstinent and then I had to go through the steps that she took me through according to this big book uh, as quickly as possible so that I you know, could get rid of not only the allergy of the body through the abstinence but also the obsession of the mind through the steps and open myself up to the solution that would solve all my problems which is God uh, from which I had been blocked all along, firstly by the food, and then by my own character defects and my little plans and designs. So I guess this is this is the point that I had to get to, to be willing to do what my sponsor is doing, because as the big book says, these are drastic measures. And it says that in many places, and it's, a drast- it's drastic measures because we have a drastic disease. Um, and so, you know, we, we have to work at it, but if we work at it uh, in the right way, in the big book way, the payoff is unimaginable. And with that, I pass. Thank you.
0: Thanks so much, Nessa. Okay, let's open it up. Who else would like to share? Elizabeth Russell, M. Charles H. Elizabeth M. Okay, I heard Russ, Charles, Elizabeth.
6: Leslie W.
0: And then one more. Lauren N. <laughs> okay, let's Lauren N. Got you, Lauren. Yeah, I... We're going to stop there, and if you can mute your line, if you can mute your lines, okay, I'll tell you who we have, and I apologize to those whom I missed, but just got time for. We got Russ, just because he's a guy out in Philly. We got Chuck, we got Elizabeth, we got Leslie, we got Lauren. Hey, Russ, good morning.
14: Good morning, everyone. Uh, Russ M, outside of Philadelphia, compulsive overeater. Um, so, great, great uh, passage today God's sufficiency. See, now, I'm, I'm the king of r- Russ sufficiency or Sicilian sufficiency, and, you know, with my family, a bunch of immigrants from Sicily, they did everything themselves. They fought for everything they had, and losing businesses, coming out of a hole of a business, growing a business, kids being sick, losing families. They fought. Everything was a fight, and... um you know, that's how I was brought up and with this disease, that's what I'd done for thirty seven years is fought. And um not too well, I didn't do too well. So when I finally surrendered, and who the heck wants to do that? Like who what human being wants to surrender their will over to God or anything? You know, I want to control everything. Once I did that, um, that's when I gained some freedom. And I'm getting there, and it's a battle, a daily battle, every decision, you know, not just the food. So, you know, I'm working on it. I'm a work in progress. But uh, this this program, the big book, these, Bill Wilson, and oh, my gosh, this is just incredible. It's a it's, uh, humongous uh, impact on my life, and it's changing lives, and it's just beautiful. And I just wanted to get that off my chest. I say to you people on this line are the absolute greatest individuals that are put on this earth. Because without you, I'm not having any freedom. And I guess it goes around. Everybody works off of each other. And I really appreciate you and love you. And um, with that, I'll pass. Thank you very much.
0: Thanks, Russ. <clears throat> okay, Charles, you're in charge, brother. How you doing?
8: Thank you, Larry, for your light spirit and your beautiful spirit. Charles H. Recovered compulsive overheater. Um, yeah, I was talking to an elder yesterday, and they gave me a jewel. They said, uh, don't put too much iron in the fire. I'm like, wow. And I'll I let that one marinate. But um, I had to pray ahead of time and use God's sufficiency um, to help me with, you know, I'm going to group tonight, and there's two people there that really pushes my buttons um, and, you know, just really – And and I'm hearing the voice of the visionaries, bless them, change me. And I'm like, Word, really? And I'm like, Yeah. So I prayed ahead of time. I talked with my sponsor and some fellows about this. Like, God, give me your strength, please, to to just keep my restraints of mouth and hand. Because it's so hard when you see on my own power to, you know, forget the food, leaving aside the drink problem, right? I'm left with everything else. Me. Me, me, and the way I want things to go. And I really want to be there for my sponsee that's on the board, and I really want to be there for the people that's undermining my sponsee that's on the board. And and I prayed, we prayed and we prayed and we prayed and we prayed for God's efficiency. I prayed starting Monday because I know it's going to be drama tonight, but God's power in my life is sufficient and it's the most important thing. I want to be connected. I don't want to be disconnected. I don't want to be in that room. I had intention of going in there and being a troublemaker, but I got. What would God want me to be? So I inventory and I pray ahead of time, so that I could be an asset or be connected to the group, and pray for those people that are persecuting me. That, that that's not Charles' sufficiency. That's a higher power sufficiency, and that that thinking is beyond me. Me. So, so I thank you guys. I thank you visionaries for always saying, uh, "Bless them, change me," because I need to change it and I need to pray for those that want to be in control, like I, like I usually do. So, I will pass with that. Thank you, Larry.
0: Thanks, Charles. <clears throat> okay, we have Elizabeth followed by Leslie. Elizabeth, good morning. Good morning, Larry.
15: Hi, this is Elizabeth M from New Hampshire, and thank you, Larry, for your enthusiasm and your service. Uh, recovered sponsor in New Hampshire and I guess when I look at this paragraph you know I think a lot about um, well above the paragraph above it talks about fixed ideas and then it talks about are not some of us just as biased and unreasonable about the realm of the spirit and I think that really of course for me well let me just say that It it seems like nothing has really happened in history, nothing remarkable has happened without people going outside of the box. And my box has always been self-reliance, my fixed ideas, my old ideas. And then when I scroll down a little on the paragraph and I look at had not all efforts at flight failed, how had my efforts within that box of self-reliance done? They had failed miserably. I've been in OA for eight years. And it's taking me about that long to get recovered. And uh, because I really wanted to do it the old way within the box. And I have a beautiful prayer, a beautiful step prayer I say every step two prayer I say every morning, which is something like um, God, please grant me your care and protection as I abandon myself to you and give up my old ways and my old ideas just for today. And my old ideas has to be challenged because that they were steeped in self-reliance. And I've heard so much wonderful talk today about God consciousness and God reliance. And, um, these people, you know, the Wright brothers, um, we're going to go on and talk about Galileo. I mean, they had to have the willingness to change their belief system, even in the face of people balking at that. And I certainly had to do that in terms of not just within OA coming to OA, but then within OA, moving from a nine tool program to a 12 step program so I will continue to do that and thanks to all of you for being outside of the box with me and I pass thanks
0: thanks Elizabeth okay we have a followed by Lauren hey Leslie good morning
6: hey Larry this is Leslie W recovered
3: in yeah. Tennessee
6: and you're probably going to hear my kids in the background but you know what I'm going to share anyway because um, I need I need to, to give service this morning um and I know there's lots of other moms out there on the line. So shout out to the moms. Um, you know what? Self-sufficiency. Um, yeah, you know what? Self-sufficiency worked for me for a while, but it didn't, uh, it didn't, <laughs> it did not. It went as far as it went. And then um, it uh, it failed me, failed me miserably. And um, I... I became aware of my own inadequacies. I became aware of my limitations, um, and I'm I'm I used to hear people say, you know, I'm a grateful recovering or I'm a grateful recovered compulsive dear And I used to think, what the heck is there to be grateful about this disease? Um, but you know what? Today, I can I can really honestly say that I am grateful that. I have been afflicted with this because it's taught me how to depend on God. It's taught me how to really depend on God and not to, to rely on my finite self. Because you know, um I, I'm human. I'm human and I'm flawed. And there's there's something beautiful about realizing that um I don't have all the answers. I can't fix myself. And if I can't fix myself, I can't fix you either. And Today I'm just gonna just just surrender to that to that all powerful being and let him guide me, and that's that's a beautiful place to live. That's a beautiful place to be amidst all the chaos. And with that, I pass. Thanks.
0: Thanks, Leslie. Hey, Leslie, we love hearing the kids. Well, I can speak for myself. You know why? Because it's spiritual kindergarten. Anyway, Lauren, (laughs) you're up next. (laughs) Good morning. Good morning. Can you I I can hear you, Lauren. I think I can.
16: Okay. Welcome. Thank you very much, Larry, for your leadership and everyone on the line today. My name is Lauren N, and boy am I grateful to be here. Um I listen to this meeting every morning. I miss Saturday mornings very badly. Um and it is it reminds me of how much i get to rely on my program and god i'm recovered today wow for over 6 months actually around 8 or 9 and i can't even remember and that's amazing to me that that i haven't picked up in that long, and thank God for this program because I would not be alive today if it wasn't for this program. And not only am I alive, but I'm grateful and happy and joyous and free, and thank you. Thank you all for everybody on this line to remind me of that because my mind is sick and wants me to be sick. So with that I pass. Have a great day.
0: Thanks, Lauren. Hey, who wants to jump in for to wrap us up this morning?
17: Carolyn
0: you're, SH. Carolyn, you're the perfect person to wrap us up. <laughs> hey, Carolyn.
17: Oh, wow. I got lucky. Thank you. Um, good morning, Larry. Good morning, everyone. Carolyn SH. Uh, gratefully recovering in Massachusetts, or recovered, rather. And um, uh, I'm caught off guard. I didn't expect to make it in. Um, So what was striking me this morning, and I don't have a timer, Larry. Would you time me? Um, You got it. Thank you. Um, I'm just – the metaphor here for um, how the Wright brothers, it was their – almost childish faith um that they could build a machine which would fly was the mainspring of their accomplishment. And for me, like I so sorry, I'm not being um so I'm gonna I'm gonna back up to the, the paragraph above where it says when we saw others solve their problems, as it's been pointed out plural and so what are the problems Well, the, the the devilments which we just reviewed in the previous paragraph right and I am day by day what's happening in my life is I'm realizing I cannot there's so many things I personally cannot do like my the way I handle personal relationships like abysmal like I I am lacking skills um, to really have harmony in my relationships, But if I have childish faith that something is going to help me do that, and I, like, take the action to build the machine, right? I get the metal together. I get the materials together. I build the factory. I take the action, right? And as others have said, it's the it's steps. So if I do the work, with a childish faith that it's going to work, then it, then I can fly. Um, and there's this great ad. Um, I forget what the ad is for, but it, there's an ostrich, and, and it it, um, it it has one of those um, visual um, uh, goggles on, and it's watching like it's a virtual vision of it flying, and we all know ostriches can't fly, and the ad says, do what you can't, and I just love that. Like, with my higher power, I can do what I can't, um, and yeah, with with that, I passed.
0: Wow, that's perfect. Perfect timing there, Carolyn. Thanks so much, and thanks to everyone who has uh, shared this morning and joined us. Please join us for a second unrecorded hour of study immediately following closing. Let me give you the share ID for today's meeting. That share ID for today, uh uh excuse me, Thursday, June eighth is one zero zero two one. That's one zero zero two one. So uh we'll now close with a reading from the big book on page one sixty four, followed by the Serenity Prayer. And Katie,
8: are you there, Katie, to read one sixty four? Okay, Katie might, might
0: have been cut off there. If not, who wants to jump in there and read page 164?
18: I can do that, Larry. This is Melanie C. Hey,
0: Mel- Mel- thanks, guys. Melanie, thanks from Oregon. Appreciate it.
18: You betcha. Hi, everyone. Melanie, Recovered Compulsive Overeater, calling in from Oregon. Our book is meant to be suggestive only. We realize we know only a little.